0: Benjamin Solak, reminding you guys that at RockAuto.com they have amazing selection, of reliably low prices, and all the car parts you were ever gonna need. Visit rockauto.com. Tell them locked on NFL Draft sent you today. It's a brand new midweek mock draft, but it's a very special midweek mock draft because it is the first midweek mock draft in which we have the entire solidified first round order. Ben It's so exciting, man. How are you? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, No, 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 no. no, It's not enough. We're starting the podcast (laughs) over. You didn't bring it. You didn't bring the energy enough. Uh, This is the first midweek mock draft draft that we're doing with the finalized order. Remember all all those midweek mock drafts that we did before this that were just absolutely bottom line disrespectful having the Tampa Bay Buccaneers pick anywhere other than pick number 32 at the back end of the first round? That is a thing of the past, my friend. Oh, oh. Oh, the Bucs are picking 32? Yes.
1: Because they won think the Super Bowl.
0: That, that,
1: that's nice. I think what's yeah, really interesting... Yeah, it is. I think what's really interesting is that the Browns are picking at 26 that fascinates me I think that's the most exciting thing
0: I can't be the most exciting thing to you because before we hit record on this podcast I asked you whether you or not you wanted to pick for NFC and AFC and you picked NFC so now everybody now everybody out there knows you're a giant liar I didn't want to have to do this Ben I did not want (laughs) to have to do this on this beautiful Wednesday but you made me do it I don't know what else to
1: say I listen because this is a uh NFL Draft Podcast, Trevor. Of course. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl (laughs) and getting the earlier draft pick, baby. That's how we do it here. That's how we've always done it.
0: Touche, my friend. Touche. Okay, so we'll start start this midweek mock here. (laughs) As I said, I'm picking for the AFC teams. Ben is picking for NFC. We used to do the odds and evens, one or the other, But we think this works a little bit better because we're starting to implement trades as we go through this with TDN's Mock Draft Machine. Of course, if you're a TDN Premium member, you can have trades. The computer can offer you trades. You can offer the computer trades. You can offer your friends trades, whatever. So I think that's how we're going to do it from now on. I say that we're probably going to go back to normal the next week. But for this week, I'm picking AFC, which means I'm up at number one with the Jacksonville Jaguars. This pick is what it is. It's Trevor Lawrence. We don't need to spend any more time on it than that. He's the best quarterback in the draft. He's prospect number one. He lines up perfectly with Jacksonville's needs. Him and Urban Meyer, man, welcoming in the new era of Jaguars football. Trevor Lawrence going number one.
1: New York Jets, also an AFC team.
0: The New York Jets are also an AFC team, (laughs) as Ben correctly pointed out, (laughs) as are the Miami Dolphins. I forgot that I have one, two, three to start this draft. Man, you can see where my... uh, my roots are. Let's in here doing. Super Bowl hangover. <laughs> all right.
1: Just get it back back in the office. No other now. team
0: matters. Okay, the New York Jets
1: is a little bit different.
0: You can go a couple of different ways. When I say a couple, I really do mean two. Either you're drafting a quarterback or you're trading back. I've brought up the idea of trading back to which Ben has given an impassioned speech about unifying the country and making sure everyone knows that Sam Darnold cannot be trusted. At this point in time, over a quarterback at number two overall. So I'll keep a QB here, and I'll go Justin Fields. I'll go Justin Fields over Zach Wilson. It's really a toss-up, depending on whose mock draft you read. But man, Justin Fields is so fantastic. I love, I love watching Zach Wilson this year as well, but I think what Fields brings you with his leg. Being able to orchestrate a lot of different offenses... I think that he brings that extra edge in a lot of different athletic areas than, than Zach Wilson can. So I'll go Justin Fields here at number two as the future quarterback for the New York Jets. And then for the Miami Dolphins. Well transitioned. You want to trade here? It's up for, look, I'm I, Miami's just, they should have this absolutely for sale. I would tell you that Miami should not at all be picking at number three. You want to make a deal? Uh-huh. Anybody you control you want to move up? Yeah, got, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Panthers right now. You got the Eagles, you got the Panthers, you got the Niners.
1: I'm looking at the Panthers. I might okay. pick eight. Uh I think so Kyle had the Panthers trading day two picks for Sam Donald in his most recent mock draft. And it's interesting because with the with Teddy Bridgewater in hand, the Panthers only have to make a change of quarterback if they view it as a significant upgrade and they were very aggressive going after Matt Stafford. So it's clear that if they have a significant upgrade in sight, they're going to get big going for it. I don't think Darnold is a significant upgrade over Bridgewater. I think that there's no reason to spend capital to bring in Darnold when you just may rock with Bridgewater for another year and get roughly the same results. So I think they're a good candidate to make an aggressive trade up if they've really fallen love with one of these quarterbacks. Uh, so with, with eight, with my 2022 first overall pick. Wait, wait, uh, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. wait. Do you not want to move up with the Eagles?
1: I don't think, I mean, I think the Eagles could move up. I certainly would be fine with that as an Eagles fan, but managing my 16 teams, I think the Panthers are more likely than the Eagles to make an aggressive trade up.
0: Okay, all right. I just want to throw it out there. You just want? To
1: yeah, no, I presume. I mean, like, if you're the Dolphins and you're like, I don't want to go back to eight. I don't want to go back to six. Feel free to pick up the phone and call my other line uh, with the Philadelphia zip code. But as it is,
0: uh, has I'll Carson be, I'll Wentz been me. traded yet? Yeah. What? Well, wait. Okay. So hold on. We should stop that right now.
1: Oh right, because we don't have that reflected in the order.
0: Yeah. So do you think you think Carson Wentz gets traded? Yes. For a first round pick. Yes. Who's doing it?
1: Chicago okay let's do the trade right now all right it's two NFC teams so I get to control uh no all right I'm gonna send certainly 20 okay from what I've heard most recently they're also going to be sending like another significant pick uh they're trying to do as much of it in the future though because it's obviously it's Ryan Pace trying to avoid uh uh, trying to make as many picks short-term as possible so let's say they get 20 from the Chargers and they take a 2022 second. Okay. I think is probably going to be reasonable okay. for, not reasonable. Uh, it's absolutely ludicrous that that's the trade package for <laughs> Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's in terms of what we've heard, that's expectation. So I'm going to send a 2022 second and the 20th overall pick from Chicago to the Eagles for Carson Wentz. So okay. now the Eagles have six and they have 20. Right.
0: So we're not we're not moving 6 or 20 for a quarterback here at number 3.
1: Listen, if you as the Dolphins want to make an offer to the Eagles, feel free to. I'm contr- okay, I'm Okay, great. Okay, okay,
0: cool. Right I'll now. give you 3 and you give me 6 and 20.
1: Oh. No.
0: Okay. All right, great. Glad we talked about this. Yeah.
1: That's too much. No, who you think you are?
0: I think of the Miami Dolphins. I could do whatever I want because I just own the draft every single year because I trade back. And that's what I'm doing again here.
1: You would have 6, 18, 20, and 30. Oh, no, wait. You don't have 35, uh, because that's the Texans pick. No, you have no, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have 35. Oh, my gosh. You'd have four picks in the top 35. All right. I'm wait, wait,
0: Mary. wait, 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 wait. All right. So I offer you three. And hold on. I'm pulling up how many. I'll give you three and a third round pick this year for six and twenty, and you can go up and get whatever quarterback you want. That's so you're not- gonna get
1: me three and eighty one for six and twenty.
0: Yes, for you to go get whatever quarterback you want that you don't think you can get if you stick at six. Because let's, let's let's look at the risk here. Justin Fields isn't on the board, so. Right. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are no longer there. So you're looking at Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. You have to be threatened with a team trading up to number three to go get a quarterback. And you have to think that the Falcons aren't going to draft one or trade back. Or the Bengals aren't going to draft one to trade back. Is that enough for you to stick at six?
1: But that—that's again, if the Eagles are targeting quarterback, which I'm not sure that they are. Slash, I am. If
0: you don't—if you don't think that they are, then we'll just talk about
1: the, we'll just do the Panther trade and be done with it. Here, so this would essentially be Carson Wentz becoming a—he would become a first-round pick and a second-round pick, and then you would trade two first-round picks for Zach Wilson and get a third-round pick back. So you're trading Carson Wentz and a first, yes, for. I'm making sure I'm doing this math right. I mean, you're trading Carson Wentz and two firsts for a second-round pick, third-round pick, another second-round pick, and Zach Wilson. I'm very confused, but sure, yeah. I'm just trying to put it all together.
0: Essentially, what you are doing here is you are trading Carson Wentz and drafting Zach Wilson. That's it.
1: I don't know if I like Zach Wilson like that. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm taking it. Three. You're sending me three and eighty-one, and I'm sending you six and twenty. Yes, All right, I accept.
0: You're doing that?
1: Yeah. Oh wow!
0: People are gonna be so mad at you. Okay, great. I felt bullied. Okay, <laughs> I mean, that was very stressful for me. Are you kidding me right now?
1: People are gonna be so upset.
0: <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that? Oh, you don't think you're gonna do that? You can do whatever you want. You can tell me no. Tell me to piss off. You're the, you're half of the you're half of this podcast. You can do that.
1: I'm okay. I am generously 49% of this podcast. So the way that I get treated around here, that's true. Uh, just so you know, all right, I'm going to take Zach Wilson at three. Okay. For the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it would be objectively hilarious. If the Eagles took Trey Lance out of North Dakota state, the world would burn. I want to do it because I love chaos. Okay. However, I'll take Zach Wilson. Play out a structure is the extreme big deal there. Uh, Nick the offense, a lot about distributing the ball quickly, getting it in the hands of your playmakers. Zach Wilson's really, really good on the move. And so I think that they're going to be able to do more stuff downfield as well, which is something they didn't necessarily have as much with Philip Rivers. Uh, so, I mean, Wilson's a top quarterback prospect. It's a question of who the Eagles fall in love with and where they're available. But for the sake of this draft and for the sake of a, a Miami Dolphins pick that was lasting for 10 minutes and I was getting bullied by my co-host. They trade up for Zach Wilson at three.
0: You could also, if you want to, and you're listening at home and you're mad that they traded up for Zach Wilson. I mean, it's it's very well within the realm of possibility that Zach Wilson goes number two overall to the New York Jets and, and the Philadelphia I Eagles. like
1: how you were like, oh, you're not going to do this? You wouldn't do this? You wouldn't take this? And the second I did, you're like, all right, if you're mad at home that Ben just did that, as if you weren't just endorsing it two seconds ago.
0: I'm here to spice up a mock draft. I'm giving the people what they want. I don't know what I'm you never, want
1: this is like this is like uh, Ryan Pace getting burned by John Lynch in that trade. I'm never trusting you again. Well, the Trubisky trade.
0: You're up with the Falcons at number four.
1: All right, Falcons at four. Entire board available. Yes. I have taken Rashawn Slater in the spot before and been physically accosted. Uh, <laughs> I mean, verbally accosted on the internet, but still. Not going edge. Not going linebacker. Wait, but wait,
0: by like Falcons fans. Like Falcons fans hate it. Yes. Oh, okay. Especially because it wasn't Sewell. I mean, do, um, but do, do Falcons fans just hate everything that isn't
1: um, quarterback? Yeah, Trey really Lance. Uh, it, it's trick. Like it's tricky because I think that they could be talked into like a guy like Sewell, who's been billed as the top offensive tackle prospect for so long, and I think that mm-hmm. Sewell is the top offensive tackle prospect. To be frank, mm-hmm. uh, do they need tackle? Depends on how you feel about Caleb McGarry. But here's what I believe strongly. Terry Fontenot is going to build through the trenches because of his experience in New Orleans. Arthur Smith's going to want a strong offensive line because of his experience in Tennessee. So I'll make that pick. Penny Sewell at four to the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to replace Caleb McGarry. Potentially, if if you want to, you kick Sewell into guard, which I don't think is necessary but it's something that, that has gotten talked about with him before he was technically a guard prospect coming out uh as a as a high school recruit is a guard recruit uh you're gonna put your best five out there but the Falcons need help on the offensive line they're about to lose Alex Mack who's been the leader on that offensive line for so long they need to improve in the offensive trenches especially if they want to be able to run the ball the way that uh Arthur Smith wants to so I'm making Penny Sewell the pick of four.
0: okay so I'm up with Cincinnati at number five and Penny Sewell would have been the obvious pick for them, but I think that they'd also love to get Rayshon Slater because they need an offensive lineman no matter what. But did they have to pick it at five? No, I don't think so. I think they could look at other teams, possibly get some extra draft assets if they don't move too far back. What about Carolina? Carolina has been a team that's been really aggressive to go yeah, get a quarterback.
1: to be aggressive with Carolina. Freaking
0: heck! You do or you don't? I do. Okay. Well, here's your chance. Number five is up for sale. What are you giving me? Because you, you you probably got to get in front of six or seven because there's a chance that the Detroit Lions pick a quarterback at seven, and there's a chance that the San Francisco 49ers are probably on the phone looking to get up with where Miami is at number six to go get a quarterback as well. So Carolina might not want to wait anymore if they've seen three quarterbacks already go. All
1: right, so I will send you eight. Okay. Oof. I'll send you eight and a 2022 mm-hmm. second for five. Uh, If you throw in
0: a 2022 third, you got a deal. Hmm. Or, sorry, a 2021 third. So this year's third. Then you have a deal.
1: Nah, I'll send you a fourth. That's it. I'll send you eight. You I'll send off. you one twelve, and I'll send you a two. Next season, one twelve. What's one twelve? The my fourth round pick this year. Oh, oh, oh. Um... all right. I'll do
0: that. Yeah, you will. Okay. So now you're up with the Panthers again. See, it all worked right. out. I gave you the Panthers. Uh, I gave you the Panthers a, a, a chance to trade up, anyways.
1: Yeah, and like I said, it's a it's aggressive season for the Panthers addressing quarterback. They've shown that they're willing to do so. They've got a potential bridge quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> so that if Trey Lance isn't ready to start in year one after a whole season off and only one year starting at the FCS level, which is extremely reasonable, then they can put Teddy out there. If the team is improved playing a little bit better, second year, Joe Brady in the NFL, very young defense stepping out, performing well second year into Phil snow. Then Bridgewater gets to hold on to that job, perhaps throughout the season. Uh, if, the team starts to struggle and it becomes clear that they're not going to push for the playoffs and that they're just going to play for draft pick again. Then you put Trey Lance in halfway through the season, get him some experience. Doesn't matter if he's bad. You're just working to get some, some notches on his belt. So Trey Lance is a very good fit for the Panthers specifically. Yep. And I think that uh, a, a trade up is very reasonable with how this team is built and the timeline that they have to succeed. So Trey Lance at five for the Panthers. I agree. Uh, guys, we already talked about it at the top of the podcast, rockauto.com.
0: They're a family-owned business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body part needs for whatever you are driving. Hundreds of different manufacturers. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you were ever going to need over at rockauto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the NFL Draft, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with all things Sports over at Locked On Today, hosted by Peter Bukowski. It's got all the sports news that you need every morning in just under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today, podcast wherever you get your daily pods. Now, I'm back up at number six with the Miami Dolphins, wide receivers on the board. This is a much better spot to take a wide receiver. I'll go Jamar Chase. I'll go Jamar Chase here to be the first wide receiver off the board after Miami moved back from 3 to 6 with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think this makes a lot of sense. They got to get themselves a dynamic wide receiver. This is a good spot for it. Now you're up at number seven.
1: Pick seven. Jared Goff, the new quarterback installed for the, the the Lions, who presumably is going to be their starter coming into the season. An offense, or excuse me, a wide receiver group that right now is sorely lacking in any top talent. I'm looking at Quintez Cephas as the top returning wide receiver. you love to see it, Wisconsin fans. Uh, I'm going to take Devonta Smith Ooh, here nice. for the Lions. And okay. the reason I'm going to do it is because I think that when you look at how the Rams worked under Goff, obviously when new GM Brad Holmes was there and how uh, the Chargers benefited from Keenan Allen's outside and slot versatility, his route running when Anthony Lynn, who's the current offensive coordinator with Detroit, was the head coach of the Chargers. You could see them falling for a player like Devonta Smith, who's just going to be possession receiver, routes all over the field, a first read guy for Jared Goff in the quick game, which is very important. because we know that the longer Goff holds onto the football, the progressively worse he becomes. Uh, So Devonta Smith at seven to the Lions. Become the cornerstone of that wide receiver room. Bengals eight is the Bengals, yeah. Yes, good. Okay.
0: Bengals moved back from five to eight, so I'm now on the clock at number eight. This is a spot where I figured that Rayshon Slater would still be on the board, and he is. If you can't get Penny Sewell at five, maybe move back a little bit, get some extra draft assets. Maybe you can't though. We've we've heard that Rayshon Slater, who is the offensive tackle from Northwestern, that his stock is just as high as Sewell's for a lot of different people, and so. Maybe you can't move back, but Rayshon Slater going to Cincinnati I think is a great team prospect fit, no matter what. So here they get him at eight, they get some extra draft capital for moving back with the Carolina Panthers. I think this is a good move for them. Oh, I'm up again. Denver Broncos. Yes, you are? So that's how that works. This is how conferences work. Denver Broncos are at nine. I think the corners their top need. We've been over this a couple of times before. They could have some edge need depending on what happens with Von Miller. Although I think they're going to bring Von Miller back. Linebacker could be a need, but I don't think you're going to go Micah Parsons here over getting an outside corner upgrade. Let's go Caleb Farley. We'll go Caleb Farley here for the Denver Broncos with Vic Fangio. I like this pairing towards what they're trying to do, what they're trying to run on the outside. Fairly is a fantastic zone kind of corner, so I'll go Farley here.
1: Yeah, I like that for for Denver a lot. Ten Cowboys. You have three picks in a row,
0: by the way. Don't tell me what to do. I, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm simply I'm looking
1: man. out for you. I'm in charge. Are you? Nope. 10, Dallas <laughs> Cowboys. De- as, as I've said, I think previously, Dan Quinn, the new defensive coordinator, puts two players in my uh, crosshairs at the Cowboys pick at 10, Patrick Sertan and Quiddy Pay, both of them available. In this instance, Patrick tan, the potential to be corner one, so you can leave Trevon Diggs at corner two, get yourself a second Alabama corner, play your uh Seattle cover three, be confident with him in a vertical third. Quiddy Pay to play your big end role. Right now they have uh, you know, guys who have a little bit less mass, a little bit more length than Randy Gregory and, and, and Alden Smith. Uh Quiddy pay hand in the dirt, put him as a four eye, put him inside of the, the tackle, win as your as your as your big five, as your two gapper over the, the offensive tackle. Both make sense for the molds. I think corner is the bigger need. I think Patrick Sertan is the better player. Uh, so I'm gonna make Patrick Sertan the pick okay. at ten for the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Eleven Jets. then? Yeah, to the Giants' benefit, we talked about it on the Tuesday podcast, Quiddy Pay is going to be a target for them. Conditional a little bit on what happens for their defensive line and, and how much talent they need to add, but Pay with that big body, with those excellent hands, with that run-defending ability, is very much so in the Dave Gettleman mold. However, Gettleman said, you know, we feel as if we, we've built through the lines, we've built up our line successfully, now we need to add playmakers. Jalen Waddle's still sitting there at 11. The 49ers are desperate that he makes it to 12, but Jalen Waddle is sitting there at 11, and I think he has too much playmaking ability uh, for the Giants to ignore. It's tricky. No is he going to be a dominant no. wide receiver target for them? Is he going to be a target hog? I don't know. I don't think that's his profile, Um, but with the big play potential, I think that, that you add him to that room and give yourself some more explosiveness, something that their passing game has been sorely missing under Daniel Jones and under Jason Garrett. That then puts me on the board at 12 now for you the San Francisco me, 49ers. You threw me a
0: curveball there. I thought you were going Quiddy Peck.
1: I know. It was a transition. Yeah. It was deception. Are the Cowboys going to draft? Yeah, it it was deception. Number 12, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, The corner board nearly made it to them. Jalen Waddle had been really fun in that offense. All of those picks are already made. So now we're sitting here at 12. Uh, Too early for Mac Jones for me. I know we've seen Mac start to make it into the top 20. I'm not going to make that pick. I don't think the Niners situation is that desperate. I do think. Elijah Vera Tucker is going to end up a top 15 pick. I gave Elijah Vera Tucker the interior offensive line slash offensive tackle prospect out of USC a higher film grade than I gave Rashawn Slater, uh, which I didn't anticipate happening. But Vera Tucker looks more like a tackle than Slater does. And Slater played tackle for three seasons, and Vera Tucker played it for one. And I think Vera Tucker's play at USC was better than Slater's play at tackle at Northwestern. Love it. And then if you're talking about moving Slater into guard. That's where Vera Tucker has the experience on. him. that's where Vera Tucker's played for the last couple of seasons. And he was really dominant there for the Niners ability to start at guard this year. Very effective player working into the second level, really nice run blocker on the hoof. So outside zone, we can check the box on the scheme fit. And then he presents a Trent Williams replacement in the event of a Trent Williams retirement. He's probably gonna be on a one year deal. He's getting a little bit older. You need a left tackle. All of a sudden Vera Tucker can compete for that job. So really nice fit with the Niners. I, bet that Vera Tucker ends up on their board at 12 in a very serious way by the time we gets to april he's a really good fit for them los angeles
0: chargers at number 13 giving ben a little bit of a break here they need offensive line as well christian derisaw has been one of my favorites throughout this process had a fantastic year as the left tackle for the virginia tech Hokies. it's got to be an offensive line pick no matter what i think for the chargers whether it's interior or at the tackle spot, you get a lot more value if you're hitting on tackles this early in the draft. And so I think that Darasaw is the right pick for them here at 13.
1: I finished Darasaw's film as well. Mm-hmm. I've been very big on the Christian Darasaw train. I was not stoked by the <sighs> final film watch. Yeah. Uh, Darasaw is a tricky one, but it wasn't my pick. 14, Minnesota Vikings. Did you still think you he's a first rounder? Yes. Okay. I'm not taking him before Samuel Cosme. I'm not taking him before uh, Elijah Vera Tucker at tackle. I'm not taking him before Rashawn Slater at tackle. And I'm not taking him before Tevin Jenkins at tackle. Oh, Tevin, Tevin Jenkins. Jenkins is
0: good. He's probably Tevin the next Jenkins. offensive
1: lineman that I would have picked. And play. Anyway, Vikings yeah. well, a 14. Quiddy Pastel on the board. Teased the pick a couple times, as Trevor brought up for some earlier teams here Uh, for the Vikings. He makes a lot of sense. Need a running mate for Everson Griffin tried to or excuse me, cut Everson Griffin. So they need a running mate for Daniel Hunter. Uh, Cut Yannick Ngakwe after trading for Yannick Ngakwe. So he didn't necessarily fit the bill. Yannick's that that outside linebacker, that stand up high side rusher mold. Quiddy Pay is much more so in the Everson Griffin mold, size, length, power. He's going to convert speed to power. He's going to be able to do B-gap rushes, be very sound against the run. That plus the athletic premium, which we know is a big deal for Minnesota under Rick Spielman on the defensive line, Uh, snug fit. So Quiddy Pay at 14 to the Minnesota Vikings. I figured that you had your eye on that one. When you I, honestly let, didn't, I honestly didn't even see that one from distance. Nah,
0: I, was just I saw it. When you went Jalen Waddell, I was like, he's leaving him on the board for the Vikings. I see what he's doing. A little mock draft collusion. You can't get anything by me, Ben. What can I say? New England Patriots at 15. I think they got two really good picks to choose from here. Michael Parsons could be a nice defensive pick for them, but I think the better one is with Kyle Pitts. I think that they, they have to add a offensive playmaker, whether it is Jalen Waddell or Devontae Smith, potentially making it down to them at number 15, or whether it is Kyle Pitts who who stays here at 15, I feel like he's going to go higher than this. I I just don't think that he's going to last till 15, but if he does, he's perfect for the Patriots. He's exactly what they need. Big-time playmaker that can play in a lot of different spots in line and in the slot. So Pitts is the pick here. Makes too much sense for the Patriots.
1: 16, Arizona Cardinals. Did we see Kyler Murray getting messy on Twitter today? Yes or no, Trev? Oh, no. What did he do? What? Retweeted a uh, PFF PFF college, PFF draft tweet of Tristan Wirfs this season. 702 pass block snaps, one sack allowed. Wow. And then... Retweeted a Jim Nagy QB position aside. If you want your team to win a Super Bowl, then you want them to draft O line or D line in the early rounds in April. Whoa. Might not as be that might not be as much fun on draft weekend, but it does win championships. Now, of course, the Arizona Cardinals selected at eight overall in this past draft, Isaiah Simmons, after whom Jedrick Wills, Makai, Beckton, and Tristan Worse were all selected. Thoughts.
0: Listen, we are we have reached the age where quarterbacks can absolutely subtweet, passive aggressive their franchises in many different ways, and we're seeing that all across the league. Wouldn't didn't Russell Wilson? He was on the Dan Patrick show this week, and mm-hmm. he was asked about mm-hmm. he was asked about like pass protection, and he kind of like laughed when he was answering the question, and it was like. You could tell he's not answering this as truthfully as he wants to, but he's getting his point across by how he is answering it and the manner in which he is answering it. So, man, this whole Deshaun Watson saga is like making ripple effects throughout the league of if you are an unhappy quarterback, say it. Just say it it. and see what the team does. They don't have as much power over you as you think. You control the entire franchise if you're good enough.
1: I said it before the Tuesday podcast. If I were a, a, a quarterback, I would be, the moment the offseason kicked off, I'd just be messy on social media, just messy at every interview. I'd be suggesting, oh, if they'd bring me back, like maybe, oh, you know, they should think about giving me a seventh wide receiver, you know, just to ma- ma- make sure the offense is good. That's I would be constant. So I respect it immensely. I think it's great. You have to. With that said, I don't think they're going to draft tackle. Because they have uh, Calvin Beecham, they have DJ Humphreys. Both of them played pretty well last year. Kyler maybe start staying in the pocket there, Chief. Um, they drafted Josh Jones in the third round, so uh, this is commonly the JC Horn spot. Again, we're, we're you know as we're going through film, we're adjusting to things. If my team took JC Horn at sixteen, I would not be a, happy as a fan. I don't see that top half of the first round player in JC Horn's film. To be very frank. J- uh Joseph Osai is going to be a pick that I make here for Texas, uh, out of Texas for the Cardinals. Osai has rush drop versatility. He has experience in Texas when he was a off-ball linebacker, when he was initially playing there, dropping in his own coverage. It's not amazing, but he's comfortable with it. Very important for Cardinals edges because they dropped them a lot on, on Vance Joseph's blitz packages. He's got a tremendous athletic profile with a ton of length, which is what they prioritized when they took Isaiah Simmons in the first round last year. And they could potentially be losing their top edge in Hassan Reddick, who had the 10-11 sack season this year, out of nowhere. And you don't really know just how legit that is. So a sign makes sense for the Cardinals for a, a lot of ways. A trade back could potentially make sense for them here. I don't know who would be trading up for them. I kind of looked at a couple of teams, but I, I don't see many trade-up teams behind them, so I just left them at 16. But Osai, to me, makes sense as an Arizona target.
0: I'm not sure what to do here at 17 with the Las Vegas Raiders because uh, edge rusher is a big need that they have to address. But Micah Parsons is still on the board, and we've talked about this so much that they've invested resources in a linebacker, and it just has not, been great for them. The guys that they brought in, Nick Pitowski, um Raquan McMillan, mm-hmm. uh, Corey Littleton.
1: I, I, Littleton was tr- yep. I was trying to think of Littleton's name. I was very surprised when McMillan's name came first before Littleton, but it's all right. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of a
0: list <laughs> that, I, that I had read earlier this morning, actually. And so I like Parsons here if he makes it to 17. But is it worth it over an edge rusher? Because they need edge rushers badly. Rousseau is still here. Jalen Phillips is still here. Zizo Ojolari is here. Mm.
1: Uh, so I will I will share this real quick because we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. Matt Miller, uh, NFL guy out doing his own thing now, his new site. We love you, Matt. I hope that it goes very well. Launches on Thursday. Everybody should check it out. Uh, was asked uh, about Parsons and some of the... Uh, the character concerns that we've alluded to on this podcast shared by Bucky Brooks and like there's going to be questions about his football commitment. Miller said, I've talked to multiple teams about Parsons all said a version of quote, we're aware of something that happened years ago, but we don't expect it to affect where he's drafted. Uh, So right now in terms of people Miller's talking to, it seems like the Parsons fall that we've been prognosticating may not occur because it seems like teams don't think it's going to impact where he gets drafted. All right, I'll go Parsons.
0: I'll be a little different here. I feel like we're going to do an edge rusher mocked to the Raiders a lot in the first round. I'm not sure we're going to get Parsons here. So this is something for Raiders fans to think about. Miami Dolphins are up next at number 18. Who's still who's left on the board? Normally I go Najee Harris here, but I don't think I have to, right? I don't have to go Najee Harris because they also no, have pick number not. 20 because of the trade back. Offensive tackle could get Robert Hunt inside, because Cosme's still here. What do we think about that?
1: I think Samuel is going to be drafted at 19 by the Washington football team.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so maybe just calculate that next time. Just Maybe just think about that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm thinking about it. No, I am thinking. And I am going to draft Samuel Cosme here at number 18 by Miami (laughs) Dolphins. So... That puts you up at the clock. Uh, number 19, Washington football team. There you go, Ben.
1: You're an anime of the podcast. That's not true. Uh, all right, I'm picking Tevin Jenkins at 19. I don't give a hoot. Uh, I watched Tevin last night at 1 a.m. Okay. So I might have been a little bit too caffeined up. All right. But, boy, uh, I think that this is a, a year one starter at tackle. and And I know that... He's more so looked as a potential swing guy, can play guard or whatever. He started 37 games at Oklahoma State and at this point just has seen everything. He and he throws a, a variety of sets too. Like if you're if you're poking holes in Penny Sewell. Right now, you're like, all right, all he does is just vertical set. Like all he does is, excuse me, all he does is 45 degree set. That's just going to be his bread and butter. Sometimes he jumps, sometimes he verticals, but like that's really going to be 45 degrees. how he's going to do it. He's going to close. he's gonna great athleticism, and if you, if you get him on the first punch, he's just going to recover and it's going to be fine. Jenkins doesn't have that movement skill, right? He doesn't have that recovery ability, so he's had to discover and and nurture ways to win against speed rushers. I just picked Joseph Osai at, at 16. If Joseph Osai sees Tevin Jenkins in every single game of his NFL career, he's not going to have a sack. Jenkins buried the kid because Osai is so athletic but so raw. And Jenkins, again, he doesn't have that athleticism, but he's so smart. He's so polished. He's so ready. He's He's got great intuition. He's got a great change-ups, and he knows how to draw your hands out. He knows how to get you off your feet. He just, just is a yeah veteran yeah. already. And so that, to me, is year one starter. And that's what I want in Washington is the ability to take that left tackle job right away from drawn Christian, from uh, Cornelius Lucas. I think he can do that. So I'm taking him at 19 for the football team.
0: I like it. I mean, the more that I've watched with Jenkins, and I haven't really sat down to watch all of his film. I've just been able to get snippets in between work here and there. But, like, I love it. I love what I've seen of him. And it, everybody at the Draft Network that I've asked who's really watched him has said, Similar things than what you said, where it's just he is a very solid prospect and he needs to be talked about as a round one guy. So you have him going number 19 at 20 because the Dolphins have a luxury of an extra first round pick here due to the trade back with the Philadelphia Eagles, number six, who got this number 20 overall pick because they traded Carson Wentz to the Chicago Bears. I will now have them taking Najee Harris. So their haul in the first round is Jamar Chase, Samuel Cosme, Najee Harris.
1: Not bad. Somebody get Kyle on the phone. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, I need to send this to Kyle. Actually, see what he thinks about it. I have now the daunting stretch of AFC teams. So the Indianapolis Colts are up here at number 21. Ooh, JC Horn's still on the board, right? Right?
1: Yes. Don't yes. hate it. Don't Would hate like to it. See it. Is there another offensive
0: tackle? I'm, I'm trying to think offense. No, that. All right. Uh, we went early in OT. JC, JC Horn's my guy. I like this JC Horn being able to play. In, uh, in the Colts system, I'm a fan of this more than I am a fan of him going, like,
1: top 12. Ooh. So I just realized we're in the the AFC stretch. I'm going to go get uh, That's what some, I just said. Some, that's uh, some that's some what I snack. said right before yeah. I started. Yeah, no, I'm going to go grab some food. You do your thing, man. I'll see you at pick 27. 28? 28? Oh, my God. I'll see you at pick 28. The Tennessee Titans at number 22.
0: Got an interior defense line that could be on the board. I, I really like the idea of getting a compliment next to Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons. But they also, I think, need edge rush help. Gregory Rousseau still here. Jalen Phillips still here. Mm. You know what? I'm. Oh. Yeah? <sighs> Do it. I'll go Rousseau. I'm going to go Rousseau here just because you can play him in a lot of different areas. I mean, he's had experience playing. With that length and that size, nose tackle, three tech, he's played five tech, he's played wide nine. He plays everything, and I think the Tennessee Titans are a good team to get creative with him because of how they play their defensive fronts. New York Jets took Justin Fields at number two overall. Wide receiver is a big need for them. I think they need a big-time playmaker now. Very tempted by Kadarius Toney.
1: Very Are tempted. You? Okay, okay. Yeah. Right now. Yes. Kadarius Tony sandwich bet, public chicken sub. Kadarius Toney goes around one. Yes or no? Do I think it'll happen, or do I think it should happen? Published chicken time stuff on the line. Kadarius Tony in April is drafted in round one. Yes or no? Uh, I will say no. Uh, so this is just something that we're doing because we love him. Yes, yeah. No, like, I, oh, okay, I, 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 do, right. I do love Kadarius Tony. Yes. I am also on board with you on that. But also, I could see one team falling head over heels for the next Percy Harvin who will actually work and then drafting him. So he's tricky to figure out. They do really need an edge rusher, though.
0: Ooh. Oh, I like I like Ozilari here.
1: I, I would love to see it. Yeah, Will the Jets ever invested edge? I don't know. Probably but
0: I not. not but I'm I'm in charge here, so I'm going to go with Aziz Ozilari. I'll go with Aziz Ozilari at number twenty three. Pittsburgh Steelers now up at number twenty
1: four. <laughs> you can they do need, it, buddy.
0: They need offensive tackle help. They you know need quarterback help too. But we're not going to we're not going to give them Mac Jones. Who's still on the board with offensive tackle? Jalen Mayfield's still here. I think it's probably the right pick.
1: Alex Leatherwood, with whom Steelers fans are obsessed for some reason, as I discovered randomly one day. Oh, yeah, Leatherwood's still
0: here. I think Mayfield's better than Leatherwood.
1: Yes, absolutely yes. I'm
0: looking around. I'm poking around. Corner. Mm, no, I'm not going to go Eric Stokes here. I'm not going to go to Te Sabo Jr. here. Running back? They're not going to pick any running back. It's not Najee Harris, I don't think, in the first
1: round. Javante? Did you say Javonta Williams? I think I think Javonta ends up a stealer one way or another. Not, I think it'd be he's such a good one like Not going the first round, man. Not in the first round, but round two. It's not going to happen.
0: I think Jalen Miffo is the right spot. I think they got to upgrade and get, get they got to get some extra help at, at tackle. BetOnline.ag. See what I'm doing here? Oh, I'm, uh, and I'm you myself have an little... ad
1: read in the middle. How exhausting. I know. Oh, I'm, all right. But I'm giving myself a break. More snacks for Ben.
0: <laughs> BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you could imagine. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up for the app or sign up on the app today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit BetOnline. Your online sportsbook experts promo code when you sign up, locked on, all caps, one word. Wednesday is on Locked On NFL. Take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rappian are joined every week by a locked on draft expert. Could be us. It could be me or Ben. To so talk about prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick? In the 2021 NFL draft. Get everything you need on Wednesdays at Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back to my AFC stretch. Broke it up a little bit there with an ad read. Jacksonville Jaguars, they took Trevor Lawrence at number one overall. Maybe need offensive tackle. So Alex Leatherwood, I think, could be an option here for them. Also need corner. I think. You know, Eric Stokes, Aaron Robinson, Greg Newsom. These guys are probably in the conversation here, but might be a little early for all those guys. Who we got a tight end? Pat Frymuth, Ooh. Brevin Jordan. I increasingly like this Trayvon Merrick pick, though. Like, if, if Merrick's going to go in the first round, I, I, I like it to Jacksonville. I also like him at 33, certainly, if you can get him at 33 at the top end of the second round. But... With no I would op- take
1: Merrick round one.
0: With no offensive lineman if making the can slide. Do that. I think if there was an offensive yeah. lineman that I really loved that was making a slide, I'd pick them over Merrick. But with that not being the case, I'd rather get the best safety in the draft because I do think Jacksonville really needs to upgrade his safety. So I'm going to go Merrick here at 25. Mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns, 26. Need edge rusher, need corner, tier defensive line. Also, need some hybrid linebacker help. Jeremiah Usu Koromo is on the board. David Collins is on the board. I like both of those picks. Jalen Phillips, man, if you get Jalen Phillips on one side, Miles Garrett on the other, oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go with that.
1: We like Jalen Phillips that much?
0: I love the idea of getting a healthy Jalen Phillips on the opposite side of Miles Garrett. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it could happen. I think it could happen. Baltimore Ravens, it worries me, but Bal- I respect it. Baltimore Ravens is 27. You have no choice but to respect it. That Baltimore Ravens, they need an edge rusher. They need a tight end. I like the Pat for Army edition. They also need interior offensive line. We got a Wyatt Davis. We got Landon Dickerson here. Edge rushers are Jason Oa. No, I'm not taking Jason Oa this quick. Wide receiver. Rashad Bateman's still there. Mm, Bateman's probably the pick, huh? I think Bateman's probably the guy.
1: I think Bateman in Minnesota is great. I think that that's a good... You said Bateman.
0: The you that, said Bateman in Minnesota, which is where he I went. I think to school.
1: Bateman in Baltimore, which is a purple team all, like Minnesota, is great because it's an acceptance that the way they've been going after the wide receiver position needs to be improved. It can't be all about you know speed and and downfield. It's got to guys right. got hands, guys got to have routes, and that's right. what Bateman's got.
0: And I think that the
1: lack of athleticism
0: I mean like we throw that around as if the guy is not super athletic anyways the lack of him being you know a Jalen Waddle elite athlete is what's pushing him down boards and what I see from a lot of mock draft but he's just a really really good wide receiver I think he's a polished player and I agree I think he rounds out what they need as a wide receiver instead of just kind of that same mold that they've been trying to work with over the last couple of years so I think tight ends probably in the mix as well but Rashad Bateman for the type of receiver that he is I'd like that
1: fit for Baltimore now you're up finally what would you do if I just just like Saints, Jeremiah Wisukamura, Packers, Laven Collins? All right, bills with, with thirty. <laughs> I'd be like I I'd be I'd be like midway through my water and just spit it out. Saints at twenty eight. We'll give us a prolonged look then to help Trevor out. The Saints are a difficult team to draft for because we don't yet understand just what cap casualties will they have to endure to get under the cap ceiling and to be solvent for the 2021 season. Uh, corner is considered a big need for them because he can potentially move on from Janoris Jenkins. Linebacker, where Quan Alexander is also move-onable from, uh, is a spot where you can imagine them needing a potential starter. Oof. I've said before that I really like Nick Bolton to the Saints because I think that if Nick Bolton's ideal pro development is... Demario Davis that that's the ceiling for what this guy can become I view Bolton very highly when you watch what Tampa did with two linebackers of unbelievable speed in Levante Davis Levante David excuse me and Devin White against the Kansas City Chiefs as New Orleans you say all right if we can get two linebackers who can play that fast and that physically here that will be to our advantage that will help us out so Nick Bolton at twenty eight to okay. the Saints, hopefully taking over the Quan Alexander spot uh, in the starting lineup. Okay, twenty nine now. What's up? No, I was just saying. Yeah, okay. You're like, oh, just thanks, giving you the thumbs up. Twenty nine now, Green Bay Packers. They have officially hired their defensive coordinator. If memory serves, it's the the dude from he was the Rams' assistant head coach. His name is Bob, I think. <laughs> Joe Barry. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even close. Yes, close. Three letters. His last name started with B. It's basically the same. (sighs) Barry's been a coordinator everywhere and he hasn't been very good. If they want to improve at linebacker. Hmm. Jeremiah Wissakoromoa, right? You improve at linebacker and you improve at the nickel spot. You don't have to play Channing Sullivan as much there. You don't have to bring Will Redmond there anymore. You can play with him flexed out over number three, flexed out over number two, drop in zones and be successful because he's that good at space. Yeah, Jeremiah Wissakoromoa is probably your best defensive player left on the board for a defense that needs improvements uh, at a couple of levels. If there were a corner that I really liked late that had the requisite size, I would take. But the only corner I like like that is maybe Greg Newsom or Eric Stokes at a Georgian at Northwestern. I don't mm-hmm. think either one of them are big enough uh, for what the Packers' molds are under Brian Gunnkunst. So instead, Jeremiah Moa play the nickel box safety, weak side linebacker role for us and be successful.
0: Well, we got the Buffalo Bills up at number 30, and I am going to take Eric Stokes because I think that that's a big need for them to get that corner two spot solidified opposite Trey White. It's one of the best corners in the game. But look, if, if, You got one corner who's locking down one receiver. We've seen in the NFL they're putting too many weapons on the field for that to just be the case. You've got to get more guys, and I think Garrick Stokes had a really nice 2020 season. That gets him into first-round consideration depending on what your needs are. He's a fit here for Buffalo at number 30. And then the Kansas City Chiefs at 31. I am stealing Ben's idea as I feel like I am going to do many times throughout (laughs) the process and and because I just love it so much. I'm going to go Pat Fryermuth here. I'm going to be able to put Pat Fryermuth and Travis Kelsey on the field at the same time, give them versatility in how they use both of those guys. And I think it's just another creative weapon for them to use in a variety of different ways. So Pat Fryermuth here at 31 to the Chiefs.
1: Well, well, well. If it isn't the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. At how did what they? Pick, ben. How did they get here? How interesting. 32. Because mm-hmm. of Super Bowl. Correct. Is why. This spot is here. Okay. Uh I'm stealing. You stole my idea. I'm stealing Kyle's idea. We've talked about it before. Bucks have cap decisions to make. Shaq Barrett coming back or not. Chris Godwin coming back or not. Donovan Smith coming back or not. You and I agreed that uh, Ndamukong Sue, defensive tackle, is likely to be a cap casualty, right? Yeah, unless he's really taking a lot less money, then yes. Yeah. Right, hometown discount for another Super Bowl. Right, if you want to do that. Outside of that, right. yeah, it's going to be tough. Vita v is their star defensive tackle, so that's fine. Vita is an excellent pocket pusher. They don't necessarily have a penetrating player. Uh, this interior defensive line class isn't great. The top guy is Christian Barmore, who was the top guy coming into this season out of Alabama. Was quiet in the first half of the season, only a second year as a— it's really his first year as a starter, second year as a player in the rotation, and really came along during the back half of the season. I think it's going to be tough. I don't think it's going to be a clear defensive tackle one. I think Davian Nixon out of Iowa and Levine and was of Washington are going to push for that spot. But if we're just looking for a guy with upfield rush potential, I want to make that pick bar more. That's what Kyle did in his most recent mock draft. Yep. I could understand uh, Levi and Wozarike here because he's, pro- he's got more experience. Two gapping, I was coming from the same defense that Vita Vea played in. He's like a 290, so he's not going to play over the nose the way v- Vea does at 345. Christian Barmore, I think, if you're, again, you're looking for an upfield guy, is your best option at 32. I like it. I, I like that
0: pick when I saw it from Kyle, and I think it makes a lot, a lot of sense. I, I still believe that Shaq Barrett comes back. I believe that Chris Godwin comes back. I believe that Donovan Smith is still going to be the left tackle of this team, but an area where they could stand to upgrade or at least get youth in no matter what is an interior defensive tackle. And uh, the, from the pass rush side of that, especially because you do have Vita Vea and he's fantastic, but I think that Barmore could be great right next to him, whether it is next year or starting Maybe more so the year after that if they still bring back Ndamukitsu. There you go. There's the first round. Full first round mock draft with the official draft order. This episode was brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today using diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana. 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now over at BlueNile.com. Tomorrow's episode, and I had to accelerate things. I had to change the calendar a little bit because I want to get this episode in before a certain major trade may happen. We are fixing the Chicago Bears. I wanted to make it happen before they potentially make a move for Carson Wentz because that's what he's being talked about. There is no return. Right, because like if they get if they get Carson Wentz, we're just going to spend the whole show being like, what, why, how, and so this I doesn't would, fix your problem. And so I would actually like to do this podcast before they do it, but of course we're going to talk about this, the implications of it, if it happens, if it doesn't happen, some different options that they have, their head coach, their 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 front office, their free agency, which is upcoming in, in about a month, and then we're going to end it with a Chicago Bears centric three round mock that's coming tomorrow. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here. I'm locked on NFL draft.